0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag every week. So far. So far. I think it's been a week. I don't know. It's close enough. We're we're just going to start rounding. Yeah, that's fine with me. (laughs) In this episode, we are continuing our series of mini-monster mania. With with the greatest one yet. (laughs) With 1987's... Munchies. (laughs) Munchies. <laughs> oh dear. I can't believe you did this to me. Oh uh, yeah, man. We're doing munchies. <laughs> next <laughs> up is uh what is next? Uh either critters or hobgoblins or what's the other one you wanted? I want think
1: to critters do? is has gotten enough attention. Let's do hobgoblins and beasties. Yeah, but they're gonna talk about critters also yeah we can do but we can do all three or critters two. oh wait yeah we're doing five episodes so yeah, yeah we can do three more
0: yeah okay so what, critters what, hobgoblins beasties what's beasties. yeah i was like what was that last one beasties mm-hmm. yeah that sounds um that sounds real bad blaze i'm gonna A level with you. Oh,
1: it looks real bad. I'm (laughs) ready for it. I am ready for it.
0: This episode, we are going into the Richard Corman, Richard Corman, Jesus Christ, Roger (laughs) Corman. Richard Corman. Roger Corman produced munchies. So, you know, with a name like that on it, it's only going to be quality. Only. But before when all you that- hear
1: Roger Waters, you think Oscar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean fucking Roger Corman. Fuck. We're both fucking up his name. What the fuck? Uh
0: yeah, well fuck uh, Richard Corman. I was up till four. So. <laughs> Why? I was, just, I was playing a video game. <laughs> oh. Oh dear. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, how have things been this week?
1: Pretty good. Uh, Just uh, feel like there's a good amount to talk about in the news. How about you?
0: Yeah, there's a decent amount. Uh, Not too much has been going on. Just work. Uh, So uh, I guess we can just dive right into it. On the different news. Oh, wait. Huh? I wanted to talk
1: about my new subscription I got for Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, Valentine's Day is in a couple of days. And uh your fiance got you a, a a early Valentine's Day gift.
1: That is correct. And it is a year-long subscription to the Full Moon features streaming service. And I have to say there's so much ridiculous shit on there. You need to get it. Like <laughs> it is like I mean, they have some good stuff. But it's not the stuff they put on the front page. They're like, no, 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 no. Like here's here's our worst garbage. And I'm like, yes. Like, this is exactly what I need.
0: Charles Band knows what he's doing. He does. He knows who he's he's going after. It's people like me who are losers. I mean, we did a full moon feature last episode when we talked about goalies. Yeah. Uh so you need to watch the other three ghoulies. They're probably all on the streaming service. Yeah, I can. But what what have you been watching on the on the service so far? Well, I went
1: kind of back to my uh, my early full moon days and started watching like Shrunken Heads and um, Hideous and Puppet Master and Demonic Toys. But then from Demonic Toys, I found out they made an entire series about Baby Oopsie. <laughs> and uh it's pretty fucking ridiculous like it's really silly but i i actually had fun watching it It wasn't boring and it wasn't like so nonsensical you couldn't like figure out what the plot was but it was just so fucking ridiculous like (laughs) it was uh good and cheesy
0: does most of their features
1: yeah and um There was another thing I uh, noticed. I didn't know how many demonic toys spinoffs they made. Like I've only ever seen the first demonic toys, but they have demonic toys, demonic toys too. And then they have a separate series called doll man. Oh yeah. Doll man is apparently pretty popular for, for their movies apparently i've never i've never watched them but i probably will because they have
0: doll man versus demonic toys
1: <laughs> was there one where they, they love those versus
0: movies man does this is there episode or uh episode isn't there one where puppet does puppet master and demonic toys versus the fucking puppet master teams have won the franchises i can't remember which one it is it does i didn't see any of those there was some type of cross or they do a puppet master and some something else yeah I always thought Evil Tunes was Full Moon, but I guess not, because that's not on their service. No, Evil Tunes is uh, Fred Olin Ray, who we talked about back in the Jacko, Jacko that's episode. That's right. That's right. We got to do that
1: episode sometime.
0: Which one? Evil Tunes. Oh, Evil Tunes. <laughs> yeah, I can do Evil Tunes. Why not? Yeah. We, yeah, it and I, just wanted,
1: I just wanted to say it's worth it. And uh, if you get the year subscription... <laughs> They give you a code to either get the box that's signed by Diana Prince, which we talked about, or uh, you can choose 12 different movies and they'll send you a copy of 12 of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. you get a pretty good deal for...
0: So, of really course, I mean, understandably, you took the porn.
1: Correct. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I haven't totally gotten the thing yet, so I'm still waiting on it. Yeah, but you just got the subscription, right? Well, no, they send you a code to redeem it, and I haven't gotten the code yet, so I'm hoping there will still be that left because I want a Darcy signed object. You should probably message them. Yeah, well, it says it can take up to two weeks. Oh, wow. Why the fuck would it take so long? (laughs) I don't know. I I, uh, I am not sure, but it was that, and uh, she also got me the special edition uh, darcy the male girl action figure so. oh what'd
0: would, yeah. would you get her
1: i got her a uh, renaissance styled nightgown that she wanted well oh, that's cool Yeah, yeah and then a big old middle finger saying fuck you if you don't like it just-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like that you're I like that your valentine's day gift is uh things of another woman <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny but yeah <laughs> so I got you got your whole bunch of Darcy stuff you're like oh what I wanted <laughs> I want you Darcy <laughs> speaking of speaking of Darcy uh, Joe Bob just had his new special on Friday yeah we were commentating through most of it yeah vicious Vegas Valentine it was uh, it's Valentine's Day special a little a little wedding of the appetite until the new season starts, which I'm ready for. When is that starting? They haven't said it yet. Fuck, man. He said, we'll announce it once we know. They have announced that. They haven't announced the exact dates or times for the Jamboree this year. So, kind of waiting on everything. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a double feature of, of course, romantic proportions with... Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, and Necromantic. Yep. And there was a wedding. Yep. <laughs> uh, because on the charity event they had, in, uh, for they were giving away a wedding. So. Huh? They were giving away a wedding from Joe Bob. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the Christmas episode, I think we talked about it back when we talked about the Christmas episode of, of Joe Bob is that, you know, they're doing a whole bunch of charities and they uh, auction off a bunch of different things. All the proceeds went to those charities. One of the things they auctioned off was a wedding by Joe Bob um, where it was a Vegas wedding and he would um, was offici uh, official wedding. Yeah. Um, uh, he would marry them and uh, it'd be a whole thing and they decided to make an episode out of it. Pretty quick turnaround because that shit was just over in December and they, had to, yeah, be, for they real. had to get married last month. There's no fucking way because they pre-taped that.
1: <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, so this was... Oh, okay. So it wasn't live like you know. Uh,
0: well, it's never live. Well, you know it. I mean. Yeah like it wasn't like a day it was like no it looks like it was because a member of them posting on instagram that that joe bob and darcy were in vegas like mid january so that's a pretty quick turnaround it's like oh you guys want to get married hope you're fucking ready <laughs> we're doing it right now <laughs> yeah yeah so uh how would you like the double feature
1: i i actually never saw phantom of the Mall, so that was good i enjoyed it it was fun and stupid Um, we had a lot of fun commentary on that one. Necromantic, you know, I've seen before and I used to like it better, but I guess like now it just seems like pointlessly edgy. But I, at, for the time when it came out, you get why.
0: Yeah. But
1: But, like now, like rewatchability is kind of like, I would say watch it to be like, wow, that's,
0: you know, pretty edgy shit they got going on here. but Yeah, I I disagree that's pointlessly edgy. I think it's edgy because of what he was trying to do at the time, because of the statement.
1: No, I'm saying then it made sense. Now when you watch it, it doesn't... I guess it doesn't translate. Like now... It would be like if somebody made this kind of movie now. It would be like you're an edge lord.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, then you get like Serbian film or whatever. But I mean, I, I like Necromantic. I think it's pretty punk rock. I think it's uh super ridiculous. I think that the last little bit of it is is pretty shocking. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, the last part is pretty shocking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty aggressive. But yeah, been a while since I saw Necromantic. We actually almost did an episode of Necromantic. Or we at least put it on the, almost put it on the uh, uh, poll about a month ago. What were we putting it up against? We, it's what we were trying to figure out. Um, it was whenever we decided for the poll to do Wizard of Gore or uh, Blood Freak. But remember saying oh. Maybe we should talk about Necromantic. Uh, that was the Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we, it's because we were looking at different gore films at the time and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's is right. That's one of the ones I was thinking about putting up up there. But uh, we didn't. And I don't think we, we really had to have – I mean, we could probably have a pretty good conversation about it, but we just never did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I like the special. I like the film. The two people got married. Uh, everybody was very happy and very congratulatory. And it was all very, very emotional. Yeah. Um, I guess,
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> but uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just be the first one to say uh, no one likes. If you like going to weddings, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like you are a psychopath. Like to be like, oh my god, they're getting married! Oh, these two. People love each other and they're dancing their love in front of everyone. Like anyone who thinks that way is a fucking maniac because a wedding going to a wedding is a fucking chore. It is a chore and a task you have to check off the to do list. Like I have to buy these fuckers a gift card or a fucking toaster (laughs) and then I gotta sit there and listen to them cry to each other (laughs) about how great the other one is. Knowing it's you know, probably not gonna last that long, and it's just like,, I, yeah, I hate it, like and and also, I feel like at weddings, a lot of times the tears are pushed, like they push the tears, like unlike a funeral where it's like no, they're upset because somebody's dead, right. <laughs> like <laughs> at a wedding that's it's like. Are, do you think you're on television right now? Like, are you trying to, like, audition for a role? Like, shut up. You know, you like, you, you, you like each other the end. Like, put the fucking ring on. I don't want to watch you fucking make out in front of me. That's not romantic.
0: That is part of it. We're like, all right, now you can make out in front of all uh, your, your parents and your family members. Yeah, and everyone's just like,
1: you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah mm-hmm. look how love they
0: are they're, they're they really love theme. each other yeah
1: it's <laughs> like boy those tongues are gonna be doing something different later that night you better like i mean as a parent you you have to know it's like yeah they're gonna fuck yeah. like t- tonight like at, at least when somebody's dating or engaged or something like that there's never like you know in the back of your head as a parent that they're you know they're fucking and i'm sure that's awkward to have a kid that's fucking like i mean it's natural but i'm sure it feels weird but a wedding is like a guaranteed like the parents have to know my kids fucking tonight like they are having sex unless they like get too drunk at the wedding and pass out so
0: which also happens, but it doesn't matter because they already had all the sex before that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I just think it's, I think it's ridiculous how much money people spend on something that, you know, is, uh, agonizing for everyone else. <laughs> like, like, it would kind of be like if I rented the world's worst escape room and put all my friends and family in there and I just watched it on TV. Like I was in the monitoring room, watching all my friends and family stuck in a, a really bad escape room. <laughs> like, like it's like, what do we do in this escape room? It's like, uh, it's like two hundred and five Sudoko puzzles. <laughs> so you got to figure out those puzzles, and we'll open the door. <laughs> also, you're gonna all be very uncomfortable. <laughs> like you're gonna be wearing really itchy clothes and. <laughs> but at the end if you're lucky you might get a small sliver of cake (laughs) and that cake will probably not taste too great because it's covered in fondant because they wanted a bunch of stupid fucking flowers on it
0: (laughs) i mean a bunch of people i've seen people that really really like weddings (laughs) and those people are sociopaths (laughs) That's what
1: I'm saying. They really are like it's
0: torture. It's like I love going through, I love dancing and trying to get with the bridesmaids and all that stuff. I was like, fuck that. Like, well, what the fuck is your issue, yeah. man? Mark, try love. <laughs> it's like, man, you must really love that shitty movie, Wedding Crashers. <laughs> like. Yeah, Will Ferrell had the right idea. <laughs> Mom, meatloaf.
1: <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, no, but, but um. Really
0: that's like the only funny part of the movie, the part of the movie. Um, um yeah it, it, i i uh, i don't like weddings either <laughs> like yeah weddings. sorry i went
1: on that tangent i just i don't know like watch it, like watching it on tv i was like fuck you're holding me hostage for the next movie you pieces of shit like fuck me no, like it's it was at like, the end Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind.
0: Fuck them still. The I don't know why. I, I was making fun Why not watch it? I guess I was waiting for something to happen after. I was making but. fun of it on Twitter because they showed Necromantic as their second film and probably lost half the fucking audience. A, most people can't make it through both both movies. People talk about it on fucking Twitter all the time where it's like, I'm tapping out. You'll see it, you know, all the time. B, for some reason, the mutant community has a real problem with movies with subtitles, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> That doesn't bother me yeah, at all. They're like, oh subtitles, fuck this, fucking foreign bullshit, or whatever the fuck. Um, like, like some, some of the best audition movies or... are complaining about other shit. Audition they complain about to... who can complain about audition? That's this kind of is kind of why I don't have subtitles. a Twitter.
1: I would just be shitting on people all the time. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, they'd shit on me all the time too, because I say some dumb fucking shit, but
0: and so and, and on top of that, Necromantic is is a movie that's gonna turn a lot of people off. Uh, so it's just like, hey, ready right for this wedding? Or a lot of, of people on. I guess or B feature. Fuck these two. <laughs> is necromantic?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that, and you could. I think the thing that caught me off guard is like they didn't seem to be as into it as you would imagine. They're just like, yeah, it's just kind of a kooky thing to do. I'm like, you spent nineteen thousand dollars on just a kooky thing to do. Okay,
0: like <laughs> it did kind of seem like that. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit talk them. Uh, or I, like that. I, that will, just... I mean, that was, listen, I, I, I'm i in the minority. Everybody's very happy, but I thought that it was very, very much a, 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 it's like, wow, this is so great. I'm so happy I get to, get, <laughs> I, I'm forced to watch this wedding.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there like please, like, please all, like, please. This please is in.
0: amazing. And I'm just like, they, for some reason, and listen, I, I, I I'm not going to go into it. I don't want to piss anybody <laughs> off or anything like that. It just felt like Something about it felt a little detached. <laughs> That's all I'll say, yeah yeah, uh, but yeah, it was other than that the the Delphi just good. it's always good to get uh you have Joe Bob back, Joe Bob back in town is always a good thing, uh, uh, yeah, and also the m v p the m v p of that night, John Brennan, give it up for Johnny Brennan, <laughs> John Brennan's fucking funny, man. Uh, yeah he he was holding shit together for a yeah. while <laughs> uh also nice guy john john's a john's a good guy um but uh i haven't met him but fuck you john <laughs> just kidding uh what else we got uh anything else to add about the the last drive-in Valentine's special no no i think we got other news to start talking sure. about all right uh let's see what's next I guess some of the biggest news would be that we are getting uh well we already knew we were getting it um it's just a little bit more uh, more stuff happening the new it. news that we're getting uh Jennifer love Hewitt and Freddie Prince jr joining the cast of the new I know what you did last summer film
1: which I am looking forward to to be honest
0: yeah with. it's um I think that is such a fuck. I mean, no, it's
1: not underrated. It's not underrated, but I don't know. I feel like it should be up there with the big ones more. Like, it's it's really good for fucking 90s horror. I mean, it was written by Kevin
0: Williamson right on the hills of Scream, uh, you know, and then is written um, kind of in that same vein. And, I, and I, yeah, I mean, it's very it's one of the more important slashers that came out in the 90s. And, you know, Kevin Williams, who we've talked about before, was kind of uh, – he was the guy that that in both ways completely killed off the slasher craze that was happening through the 80s, which, which, I mean, he just gave the final death blow. I mean, that was something that was already falling apart by the mid-90s because of the franchises. I mean, at that point, they were on like – Friday 13th part 27 and Nightmare on Elm Street part 33 and Halloween part 95 like I mean the whole thing with the slasher the slasher franchises they can't all be Jason goes to hell (laughs) I mean yeah who can but what can be um the whole the whole I love him (laughs) (laughs) it's not very good but I, I don't hate it um I think I think it's actually I would rather watch that than Jason takes Manhattan but um
1: yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jason. You mean, Tick, you mean Jason?
0: Jason boat trip and then ends up in New York for five minutes. Sure, whatever. Um, then uh, uh, the the slasher franchise, slasher genre, not franchise. Slasher genre was already running out of steam. Then, of course, Kevin Williamson comes out with Scream with Wes Craven, and that was a complete deconstruction of the genre. It was also in both ways. A death blow to the slasher genre as well as reinvigorating it <laughs> um
1: yeah because now he's one of the biggest slashers there yeah is. yeah
0: scream is like became huge um and also gave way to kevin Williamson making a couple more deconstructed de- deconstructions of genre one being i know what you did last summer and the other being the faculty um Man, the faculties. So yeah, good. so Kevin Williamson was kind of like, "Hey, I'm just going to satire everything we love. I mean, nothing is, you know, kill your darlings." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know what you did last summer was was I mean a, a massive hit for whenever it came out. Um, but yeah, Jennifer Love of Freddie Prince Jr., who showed up in the sequel, um, are coming back to for for this new one, which will be a. I, it, I mean, it's going to be a soft reboot, clearly. It's probably going to be right. scream uh, or any of these other horror movies to Halloween where it's a continuation, bring back the old characters, mix them in with some new characters, and uh, continue on the story. Uh, it'll be directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson, who I haven't seen anything she directed. Uh, apparently, she did a pretty good um, retelling of Sh- Alfred Hitchcock Strangers on a Train called Do Revenge. It's like a, like a, sorry, Maya Hawk. It's like a, I don't know, Netflix, directed Netflix. Um, I guess more aimed at a teen audience black comedy thing. I haven't watched it. it. It has like 80 some percent Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, she also co wrote uh, <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder with Taika Waititi. That movie's a piece of fucking shit. So I don't know. <laughs> see. Did you watch it? Love and Thunder? Yeah, I watched it it came on Disney Plus. Ew. it's terrible it's really really bad which bums me out because i love taika waititi but yeah uh how do you feel are you excited about the new i know what you did last summer
1: oh yeah for sure i mean i mean i i really enjoy that that whole series and uh i even think the second one's pretty good um but yeah i i look uh i look forward to it a lot okay but what I want to talk... What I've been waiting to talk about is this fucking shit with uh, this script <laughs> that's been going okay, on. Okay, well,
0: well, hold on. Well, we'll go with the script because this will connect in. We'll have a smaller story first. This one that you sent over, The Occupant. is a short yep. story. It's a 39-page haunted house story that came out recently, I think. Um, people want it, folks. and People yeah, want it. Yeah, and it started a massive bidding war. It's... uh. Something about a haunted house is given to, well, they don't know it's haunted, but a house, an old Victorian home, is given to this couple for free. The only stipulation is that they have to move it um, from the spot that it's at to their hometown, um, and they find a vacant lot to put it in, which a bunch of the younger kids in the um, area or teenagers in the area aren't happy because it's almost like the place where you just go and fuck and drink and do drugs and stuff like that. Like do stupid teenage shit. Um, and of course, scary shit starts happening. Turns out the house is haunted. Anyways, a whole bunch of people have been bidding for this, uh, bidding for the rights to the short story, uh, amongst Roy Lee, Gary Doberman, uh, even Seth Rogen and Zach Kreger. Uh, so I don't know. I, I,
1: yeah i i thought that was pretty interesting uh you know th- to have something that's you know kind of that short of a story and people like kind of fighting yeah,
0: over it for sure
1: yeah which there seems to be a lot of lately yeah
0: absolutely like
1: apparently there's a lot of people writing good shit and a lot of people wanting it
0: <laughs> yeah and why, why this connects is um i mean i haven't read this short story so i can't say how excited i am <laughs> no
1: i haven't read it either i just i just was reading on it and thought it would be an
0: interesting topic to bring up um of course it had to be expanded probably a bit but you know whatever i mean that's cool that's awesome i mean that's kind of the dream is is you know you make a short story and just fucking hit so hard that people are like just throwing money at you for the rights
1: (laughs) yeah oh don't worry the writer won't get like shit (laughs) they'll give it all the like the the production companies no, and no he'll,
0: stuff. he'll get it, it for rights and stuff like that. He'll, he'll make at least a million off of it I mean that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably good. like a deal on like distribution and stuff like that he'll make he'll make a good amount of it but yeah mo- the studio's gonna make most of most of the money probably um by <clears> the <throat> why that connects in is because Zach Craigger <laughs> may be bidding on this but Zach Craigger has something of his that's getting bidded on uh Zach Craigger of course his hit last year he directed and wrote barbarian. And now he has a new script. That not a lot of details are out out about it, but it's called Weapons. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of people <laughs> really, really, wanted really, really wanted it. Really, really wanted it. It sold for thirty eight million dollars and uh you you did more research on it than i did because you actually won the reddits and all that stuff
1: yeah i went through the reddits and stuff to just kind of see what people were talking about and there there is kind of like this misconception clickbaity title with it because they're like so the story is is that you know uh jordan peele and what was the other director's name who ended up winning it? Oh, uh, who did win it? Let me see. Yeah, well, New Line Cinema won yeah. the bid, which is really strange to me that New Line beat out Warner. Right. But they the uh, New Line uh, offered seven million dollars more than Warner was willing mm-hmm. to, and people are saying that uh, Jordan Peele was so upset about it that he fired his manager who who lost both of the them bid. they have
0: two managers.
1: Are two managers yeah but the thing is is that they're they're not like from what i was reading on reddit they're not like independent like uh they don't specifically work for one person they they work for more of like uh uh what am i trying to say their own like company and they were also real, real uh, quick.
0: New, new line Warner Brothers won won the rights. New, new line, line Warner. Warner. Yeah, Warner owns New Line. Universal. Universal oh, who, and Jordan Pill were trying to get Jordan Pill Universal, Universal. Universal. I'm Universal, sorry. Uh, I released us and get out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So that is. Uh, Yeah, but they were saying in Reddit that it was actually like this is a a company of like managers and like providers and stuff like that. And they actually had people working on both sides of the issue. So it wasn't like he got super mad and fired him because he lost a bid or something. And now that guy doesn't have a job. It was that he kind of thought it was a conflict of interest to have him working with a, a separate company. I guess at the same time, so that's kind of what they were saying, and uh, but I'll read you my favorite comment.
0: (laughs) And you and you said that, uh, and you said that that Jordan Peele and Zach Kreger both work with that management company, right?
1: Yeah. yeah 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 so so it was just kind of that's what it says in reddit now again like if you read the the articles that people are putting out which i kind of think is clickbait because to be honest like jordan peele doesn't seem like the kind of person that would like take somebody's job away because they didn't right. win a bid or something like that he doesn't seem to be that kind of person i mean i don't know him maybe maybe for shit but he, <laughs> I mean I, I can't I imagine think, I'm like, he just seems like a, yeah and everyone seems to talk about him highly but I yeah I don't I it's hard for me to imagine cuz on like if you go on the articles like bloody disgusting and everything like that they're like no he was so pissed he just fired him and the, you know and that doesn't seem to be what the people on reddit are saying they're like no like i work for this and i work for that and that's kind of not how that would go that's not how it would work in this situation and it's just kind of more of a business decision than it is like a personal grudge thing but um let me read the uh, best report comment on reddit and it is by, uh, give a shout out to Squidman <laughs> Willie. <laughs> Sources are reporting that Peel ripped out the still beating heart of his assistant and devoured it in front of his manager before firing him shortly after hearing the news of losing the bid. <laughs> we have confirmation it happened. <laughs> Yeah. yeah but yeah no i i was really interested in this whole thing because i'm like that just doesn't sound right i feel like they're trying to paint him in a, a bad right. light
0: yeah
1: but again i might be wrong you know he maybe he is an
0: asshole like i, I don't know yeah. him. like maybe but uh i doubt it i don't know it definitely seems like things. i don't know it, it, uh, see,
1: like, don't know. it, it typically when somebody's uh, you know i say that you i say that because i was about to say typically when somebody's you know a bit more you know socially conscious they're usually a kinder person most yeah. of the time but then i think about warren <laughs> ellis because Warren Ellis wrote like amazing gender fluidity comics and trees and stuff like that, and like you know the the, the just tons of like l g b t q plus friendly stuff, and then he's like there he has like thirty eight accounts of sexual harassment yep. on him now, and it's like motherfucker, why do you have to be so talented you piece of shit and, like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: it's not great uh so i don't think that's the case with jordan peele though as of right
0: now until until further
1: until further investigations come out that he did actually eat somebody's <laughs> heart
0: it's all hearsay right now <laughs> but if we do find out
1: i mean it, i have a reliable source in Squidman man <laughs> willie <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like we had one more so, piece uh, the of The real news. mystery, so, uh, real quick. Krager's weapon screenplay. Um, apparently, there is a rumor uh, that that's a bit of exclusive that it will revolve around quote unquote witchcraft and missing children, and we be told via multi and interrelated stories. Uh, the screenplay is said to be very thick and could result in a three hour movie. damn
1: well that'll be interesting to see i mean <laughs> I, i'll put it this way as long as you're not showing me feet and corners of walls for that long <laughs>
0: i'll be okay um <laughs> uh, all right let's see i don't think me, and you really give a fuck too much about spoilers we really give a fuck too much about this piece of news but i'm gonna say it anyway, never oh yeah 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 you wanted to bring huh yeah, I don't give a fuck and about a this, but go ahead. I guess it's a pretty big announcement, so we're going to talk about it because that's journalistic integrity. <laughs> it's to report on things, even if you don't care about it. is um, getting a whole bunch of spinoffs. <laughs> all it, right, that's you know, it. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> they announced that Dexter okay. is going to be getting, uh, first of all, they're going to be continuing a uh, uh, I guess, what was that one called? Uh, Dexter, okay. (laughs) Let me start over. Dexter, for anybody that doesn't know, was a really, really popular show on Showtime that was about a serial killer played by Michael C. Hall, who is also a forensics, uh, works forensics at at the Miami Police Department, Um, but he's also a serial killer. But he's one of those serial killers where it's like he's more of a vigilante, which is kind of like not as interesting in my opinion. Cause it's like, Oh, well, is it really that bad? Cause he's killing other serial killers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it would be better if he had like, they're like, Oh my God, he's a serial killer too. It's like, not really because then you just kind of consider like, I mean, in a way, I, I mean, this is kind of true. Uh, the police <laughs> like, serial killers, but, uh, and, uh, I do mean that in a bad way. <laughs> um, yeah. But it would make more sense. It would like, like when you have him that way, you're like, okay, he's just a police officer doing slightly better than other police. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, it would make him more interesting if he had like something bad about yeah, him. The, the- Like it'd be like, yeah, I kill serial killers to save people's lives, but I also like doodling kids,
0: (laughs) something like that. What's bad about it is like, I guess, oh, he's kind of detached, and he has these like, he's he has this face on where he's not like he's trying to understand what it's like to be human, but like he's very very detached when it comes to any type of relationships or personal connections but they throw that shit like right out the window by the second season like 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 my problem with that i have a lot of problems with dexter a the everything after season four i think the first four seasons of dexter are really really good to great um and then after the fourth season it just shifts the bed for four more seasons and then ends on a really really fucking bad note um not 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 like, social note, which is like, wow, I can't believe they did that, that was very tasteless, but just, it it was just a bad ending. Uh, The thing about his, though, yeah, by the second season, like, Dexter, just, everything that kind of made him interesting is like, oh, I'm detached, or whatever. He kind of turns kind of normal too easily, except he still likes killing bad people, but like, other than that, he's just kind of like a normal family guy. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I always felt like they they turn him too quickly. Uh, people loved the show, of course. It was massively popular. Um, it had a revival last year, which I kind of wanted to watch just because Clancy Brown is in it. <laughs> I think Clancy Brown's the bad guy in that season. Um, I, Brown. Uh, as if I would only watch it if he was doing Mister Crabs. <laughs> Uh, and it was called Dexter New Blood
1: hey, Dexter Dexter
0: New Blood <laughs> and they were saying oh we aren't going to bring it back I don't think we're going to make another season uh, Critically it got Very mixed responses go figure uh, But it was still very popular Popular enough to where they're like we're going to continue on Dexter New Blood we're also going to be Making uh, Dexter Origins A prequel series <laughs> Which makes no sense I mean, We got flashbacks throughout all the Dexter series Um, I don't know uh, whatever and they're also going to be doing a spin-off about the trinity killer which I, I don't give a fuck about either i mean the trinity killer is this is the fourth season with john lithgow and that's an amazing season john lithgow is incredible in it i just don't really feel the need i need to learn anything about him really. i feel like i got enough <laughs> you know like learning about him in in the season that he was in i mean it's almost like bates motel like do i really get that much of fuck about learning norman bates is like backstory like i think i got it i think i understand what norman bates is doing and what how he like functions and his relationship with his mother like i kind of collected it over the first movie and the second movie kind of everything that's going on with norman bates i don't need five seasons of a show to be like look how much he wants to fuck his mom like i got it i <laughs> get it it's fine we can move on (laughs) so uh yeah dexter i I don't give a shit about um but you know so has clearly has a big fan base people still love the show and that's fine it's just i think yeah people are pretty i really like the the first four seasons (laughs) and when we get past that i don't give too much of a shit but those first four seasons are very good
1: Here I am shitting on people for liking Dexter. I'm like, hey, have you guys seen that baby oopsie from demonic toys as a movie? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are
0: tasteless. (laughs) 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 Baby, shit on the body, (laughs) like. And Charles Band is just rubbing his hands. He's like, yes, yes. (laughs) This is everything I want. He's like, get me that ugly motherfucker. He's going to be our next monster. Oh uh, me! Oh no, man, the next watch is <laughs> gonna be Kielbasa. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the last piece of news I've got is that Osgood Perkins is making a new movie. Oh fuck! Do we still have the Cage Watch? Do we still have the Cage Watch? What uh, Oh fuck, man! It's been forever. I-, I can try. I can try and find it. Cage Watch. Yeah, right <laughs> okay. If not, I'm just gonna continue. Either way, I'm gonna continue. <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: Okay, one second. Cage watch.
0: I, if not, they're, they're gonna, gonna hear the, hear the, class, the claps. That's <laughs> fine, that's how we signal ourselves. to put the uh, the, the insert said, in. but we got some cage watch news because Osgood Perkins. Uh, speaking of fucking psycho Norman Bates, Anthony Perkins' son, Osgood Perkins, uh, who's become quite the director with uh, the Blackcoat's Daughter and uh, Gretel and Hansel. He uh, has a new movie coming out called Long Legs that's starring Micah Monroe, who we've talked about before uh, in The Guest. We talked about her in that, talked about her uh, in Watcher. I like Micah Monroe a lot. Um, and Nicholas Cage, who was already announced previous to her. But in the film, FBI agent Lee Harker, played by Monroe, is a gifted new recruit assigned to the unsolved case of an elusive serial killer played by Cage. As the case takes complex turns, unearthing evidence of the occult, Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against time to stop him before he claims the lives of another innocent family. So it feels like it has almost kind of a, uh, just from hearing that synopsis feels like it has a little bit of a, um, like a David Fincher feel, like something like Zodiac or seven. I'm, I'm excited. Oscar Perkins is a good director, man. Uh I like Oz Perkins a lot. Black Coat's Daughter is great. Gretel Hansel was really good. It's probably going to be very moody and slow Bernie. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. What do you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, anything
1: that, I don't know, like, nickel, it is the cage renaissance. you have been going through it for the, the, the last
0: four or five years. I think it's almost past it. <laughs> He's almost past. past. I think it's just past wow. where we're calling it a renaissance. We're just like, oh, Nick Cage is just—he's—he's he's just Nick Cage now. He's just doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it
1: works. Like, yeah,
0: um, yeah. but yeah,
1: on the whole, I'm excited. Sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I mean, why not have him playing a serial killer? We'll see if they let him, you know, rage cage out, <laughs> or if. Uh, you know he's a little bit more subdued, but um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what osgood Perkins has to do. He doesn't put out movies super often, but you know every four or five years you get a new one from him. So we'll so, see. Well, I guess not four or five years. I feel like it's been three years since Hansel that came out right before the pandemic started.
1: Yeah 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 that was right before the pandemic i i, I actually didn't watch it on amazon, amazon i think
0: it's on amazon prime i saw I, people were really shitting on it but it, it looked good. pretty good to me they're, they're fucking stupid it has yeah. uh fucking old borg the borg queen in it <laughs> yeah oh really uh Creech. i can't remember uh, her uh, name, is that her name? uh she's Something the like witch in it um and she's amazing at it she's really good um God damn, what's her name? Isn't Creech? Alice Creesh? Alice Creesh? Uh, yeah, she's, she's great at it. She's awesome, though. She's an awesome actress. But, uh, yeah, I think that is all the news we have. Now it is time. <laughs> it's time to talk about a movie that Blaze forced me to watch. She didn't force you did not force me to watch. You just kind of <laughs> put it on. I passively put it
1: on while you weren't saying anything.
0: It was very smooth.
1: I think you were, I'm pretty sure you were hungover. I was. You were hungover. I was not. You took advantage uh, of the situation. And I was like, hey, now that we're done with ghoulies, I'm just going to put this on and see if he leaves. <laughs> and he didn't.
0: So we watched. Oh, damn it. it. That was a miscalculation on my part. No,
1: I wanted I wanted you to watch it, but I I was like mm, he might. I have a feeling he's probably going to be like, nah, fuck this. And I was like, fuck. But you watched the whole thing, so I was really I know, happy man, about for it for a
0: good portion of it. I was thinking about saying like, fuck this. <laughs> 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 Why? So that brings us into our main topic. So it's trailer time.
1: Trailer time. Sweetwater, a
0: new and inviting desert community. Violation! This is going to be a great day. Filled with kind and loving families. But I am your stepson. I
1: know, and I always treated you like it was, didn't I?
0: With mature and responsible teenagers. And then, one day... Did you hear something? Something odd appeared.
1: This is incredible. Exactly what they are uncertain. I'm South American cockroach, Dad. I'm out of here. Their origins are somewhat hazy. It's an alien. A Maybe an illegal alien. And while their manner can be quite charming. He's so cute. Can't we take him out of the bag now? Their habits can be a little bizarre. <laughs> are rough. I haven't done anything yet.
0: But you'd better treat them right. You're not laughing anymore, are you pal? Because they're not necessarily nice. <laughs> Munchies! Putting into the driver's seat now, taking over the lead. Have a mental vacuum, baby, that's not what I need. I'm making
1: for this. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. What is that? What are they?
0: Sure, that thing's a cat. Murder? No
1: one kills my tropical fish at length.
0: I'm on the case. Just dropped in for a bite. Munchies, starring Harvey Corman, from the creator of Little Shop of Horrors, Munchies. All right. Munchies, I got a case of them. (laughs) What's that? I got a case of them. (laughs) Uh, This is our second entry into our monster mini monster mania series of five, part two of five. Um, Of course, last episode we talked about goalies. This time we're talking about munchies, Um, and unlike goalies, which People usually like, oh, it's a Gremlins ripoff, even though it is not. Yeah. Even though it was in production at the same time and just happened to feature small monsters. It really has nothing else. No, there's nothing in
1: common to Gremlins and Ghoulies, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. But Munchies, on the other hand, (laughs) is a blatant ripoff of Gremlins. Uh, What? What? (laughs) Like I mean, mean? he blatant rip off a Gremlins. Uh, Roger Corman directed uh, directed this. Roger Corman produced Munchies. And his whole reason of doing is because the Gremlins, because Gremlins made a lot of money. And after it came out, a lot of movies like Critters, Hobgoblins, and these little small monster films started coming out. that were kind of trying to make the money that Gremlins made. Uh, by ripping off the formula. And of course, if there's anybody that is the king of ripping off, (laughs) other than Asylum Films, other than Asylum, (laughs) it's Roger Corman. (laughs) Uh, He he always is looking for the business opportunity and the cheapest way to exploit it. So he hired Tina Hirsch to direct this film. She was the editor of Gremlins. and uh robert picardo's in the movie robert picardo's in a whole lot of
1: he joe sure
0: films he wasn't in gremlins but he is in gremlins too, and he's in a whole bunch of other gremlins uh not gremlins films a whole bunch of other joe dante films howling um, including uh um in howling case, huh the howling well he is in the howling he sees uh eddie eddie quince is his name
1: yeah, he's like the guy who's been going around killing her, people, yeah.
0: and you yeah. see her. But I remember—is his last name Quince or Quiz? Eddie, I think Eddie, it's Quince. Eddie Quince, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh Space and Burbs—they were both directed by uh, Joe Dante as well, and uh, Wendy Shaw, who's in both of those movies. Um, I believe is in this movie as well. <laughs> So basically, uh, Roger Corman was just biting a bunch of Joe Dante um, stuff, just ripping Joe Dante off, which is ironic because Joe Dante got his start through Roger Corman. Uh, uh, Joe Dante was his trailer editor um, before he started directing pictures for Roger. Uh, As well, Joe Dante was, uh, for a while, they're going to direct a movie about Roger Corman uh, called... The man with the uh, the man with the kaleidoscope vision, and Quentin Tarantino was supposed to play Roger Corman in that movie. So, huh. I mean, Joe Dante, Roger Corman, I mean, he still talks very nice about Roger Corman, but yeah, Roger wanted to rip off Joe Dante <laughs> this time, uh, and it's very a, a very blatant rip off, to be honest. Uh, doesn't have any of the charm. <laughs> what? Any of the what do you mean? <laughs> of what about all those lovable characters? <laughs> it, it, this movie was written by Lance Smith, who only directed, or directed, uh, only wrote a few movies. He's actually from Savannah. Uh, he died a couple years back. He's only he only wrote six movies. Uh, Munchies being the first one. Afterwards, he wrote Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Two and Barbarian Queen Two. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was really
0: on a high roll. Yeah. <laughs> he was just pumping out classics until he died of Alzheimer's disease in Hawaii in 2020. Um, <laughs> but he was a writer. He went and he, he also wrote a couple of novels. And as far as uh, the director goes, um, Tina Hirsch. I don't know what she did after this. Um, like I said, she was an editor. Uh, she edited a lot of for Roger Corman. She edited Death Race 2000. Um, afterwards, she kept on editing. She edited Dante's Peak. She edited Airplane 2. <laughs> she was pretty pretty good, uh, pretty well-known for editing for, for a long, long time. And then she wanted to do more TV work afterwards. But that's really all the background I got is Roger Corman. We <laughs> rip off of... Uh, Rip off a of gremlins. So uh, neat. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, can you remind me of the names really quick? All right.
0: So um, in the movie we have. Uh, here's
1: here's what I need. There's only like four names I really need. Okay. So I need the the guy, his girlfriend, his dad, his uncle, and the stupid cop guy.
0: <laughs> okay. So the main character is Paul. Paul Paul and Cindy. Um, And we'll actually be talking about Cindy Moore, Nadine Vandervelt, who played her because she's also in Critters. Um, (laughs) So she did a couple of monster, little monster movies. Um, Probably another reason why Roger Corman wanted in this film. It's like, well, she was in Critters. Let's just completely rip off everything. Uh, So Paul and Cindy. And then the, the name they got, like the name, the big person they got for this movie was Harvey Corman uh, who plays Cecil and Simon Waterman. Uh, Simon is the dad. Cecil is the uncle, but Harvey Corman is, uh, I mean, he was on Carol Burnett. He was a well-known comedian. He was a bunch of Mel Brooks films. Um, yeah, he, uh, he was in, I believe, wasn't he in the fucking, uh, (laughs) star Wars holiday special. I think he was, he sure was. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, uh, been around for he was around for a long time he's a very popular comedian and then he passed away in 2008 at the age of 81 but yeah harvey corman was a was a big was a big name in comedy so this was their get and he's playing a dual role of uh the dad who's barely in the movie um and then the uh antagonist of the film other than the munchies which is the evil redneck uncle—that's basically evil Joe Bob. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> evil Joe Bob. Evil Joe Bob, <laughs> named uh, Cecil. So, and then uh, the dumb cop is a uh, dude, right? Is his name Dude? Is that his name? Uh, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But... Uh, Does it have it on here? Let me go on IMDb and see if I can find it. I thought it was Dude. Um. Oh, was it Eddie? Isn't Big Ed his dad? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Big Ed's dad. Oh, dude, dude, is, was... dude is the stepson.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's oh, right. That's right. That, so It's a good thing we remembered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually totally forgot about his character because it doesn't really last long. No. Um,
0: but yeah, an important so. part.
1: So I'll I'll start telling things I remember, and then you can start telling things you remember. (laughs) So the movie starts off at some archaeological dig in, I think, Peru, Peru, right? Yeah, Peru. And the dad is just absolutely convinced that uh, aliens are somehow involved with uh, the building of certain structures and stuff in Peru because obviously an old white man cannot handle the fact that a race of people who weren't white were had advanced technology and could do things better than white people could at the time. (laughs) Yes. So like it has to be aliens because yeah.
0: (laughs) How the fuck else would they be able to do this?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, um, so he's going around and trying to find evidence of aliens. He's got like this whole crew working with him. And his son is taking video and like sending or, like fake auditions for some show or some because he wants to be a comedian, and he's really fucking bad at it. And no, ben, not he's very funny, funny at all.
0: He's super funny.
1: He's like not funny at all. <laughs> like, um, and eventually. His dad's like, hey, could you, you know, chill for a second? Because we're, we're actually on the, I want you to come explore this never-before-seen, like, crazy archaeological find. And he's like, whatever. Hey, I'm like, you're a fucking box. piece of shit. <laughs> like, you know how excited I would be if somebody invited me to do something like that? They're like, hey, nobody's seen this in thousands of years. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: Like, yeah, the first, the first distinction is because in Gremlins, it's also kind of spurred on by a relationship between a father and a son, right? Right. Fucking uh the dad in Gremlins goes and buys the Mogwai as a gift for his son's birthday. Um his son played by Zach Gelligan. And uh the difference between Zach and uh Gremlins and this fucker in Munchies is that uh Billy's a super likable character in Gremlins. <laughs>
1: Yes, very much
0: so. Peltre family. I like the pelcher family. I like uh, his dad and his mom and him. And you root for Billy like Um, You know, you want to see him succeed. You want to see him because he's a nice guy and he's likable and he means well. This fucking prick, <laughs> this this motherfucker in this movie is uh, not. They, they don't even try to get you on his side to start with. It's not like he's a monster. He's just like. Really annoying him at all
1: no, you don't give a fuck about him yeah or anyone really in this movie except for cecil <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all well <laughs> like the dad i like simon but he's not in yeah whole
1: no he's not he really isn't so after they return and cindy uh picks him and his dad up from the airport and she's very excited uh, to see them and talk about the archaeological well, finds, they go, found something, right? Yeah, he told her he found something, but he's like, I'm, I'm not going to say what. Mm-hmm. And then they get home, and he's like, "You guys got to keep this a secret. Like, it's a big thing, and I'm going to be uh, having an interview with this guy on uh, TV. And we got to like, I'm going to prove him wrong that it is aliens because I'm old and racist." Um, <laughs> He's a he's a space archaeologist.
0: Yeah. That's what they refer to him as.
1: Uh yeah, so he's he's like so I need you guys to watch him and just be careful and don't let anything get out of hand now. And it's like they just straight up said fuck you. Well, how <laughs> We're do they, gonna-
0: so do they just find him in the cave first of all
1: yeah he's just in the cave
0: an and they're android? like oh he's or, an or,
1: ancient deity or is he a
0: fossil and then he gets like activated no he was he's there hanging he was out just, in the fucking
1: yeah he's just hanging out in the fucking cave
0: <laughs> and so yeah whenever they're traveling with him he's just in a fucking they just throw him in a duffel bag
1: yeah, and just start feeding him snacks. And they're like, isn't he cute? Isn't he so cute? And you're like, no. Well, you haven't really? seen him for
0: a while. You haven't seen him for a good Yeah, life. and when you see him, he's an ugly puppet. They're, they're, they're hanging out on the couch. Him, uh, uh, Paul and his girlfriend, Cindy, are hanging out on the couch. Um, They're like, hey, you want to go fuck? And he's like, okay. And there's a super awkward sex scene uh, that's supposed to be funny, I guess. But before they go back there um, to, to entertain the creature... Uh, he gives him pornography. <laughs> yeah. He gives him a porno mag, which he's like, Oh yeah. Also, it sounds just like gizmo. Like, no, he, it sounds exactly like gizmo. gizmo. Uh, yeah. It is a ripoff of, um, Howie Mandel's performance as gizmo in the original gremlins. Um, <laughs> so they go in the room to make whoopee and, uh, and uh, he has all of his toys, his action figures, in there, and all of his gag, gag gifts, all his jokes—not not, not gag, not not the fun like sex kind, but I mean like, uh, like like, hey, clown shoes, a big old toothbrush, or like whatever stupid carrot top bullshit he has in his room. I got a bike horn under the pillow, okay. Hong <laughs> Kong. It's like, and this chick is into it. She, she she loves this shit. It's like, these two are like, ah, so
1: great. <laughs> and it's like, you could do so much better. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but yeah, during this time, we're introduced, uh, we find out that there, there's a statue of Elvis um, on the, uh, the living room uh, coffee table that's actually a microphone. It's being spied on next door by Harvey Corman's other character now harvey corman uh as simon he's like why does he leave
1: he's going on that trip to have that interview with that other scientist about his discovery but he didn't want to tell anybody which is also really weird to me that he's like it's like i want to tell him about my discovery but i'm gonna
0: leave that here yeah you. It's like, you're going to tell me, it's not going to believe it. It's like, yeah, it's a little alien. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you probably end up in a fucking loony bin. But
1: yeah, it's like, do you do you have it? No, I left it at home. Sure,
0: it's sure. Like, <laughs> then why did you come here? <laughs> it's like- and so, uh, but yeah, next door, Harvey corman plays the uncle as well, like we said, and that's Cecil. Um, and Cecil is, uh, he's got a big old, pompadour and a mustache and he, uh, you know a uh, western western outfit with a bolo tie and all that and yeah like you said he, he's like evil Joe Bob <laughs> he's, but he's spying on them from next door uh,
1: dude he looks like
0: sleazy P Martini he does look from like from sleazy P Martini from are, P. Uh, but he sure does <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah he's uh spying on on his brother's house because he wants to get rid of their property or buy out their property,
1: yeah, something like that, yeah no no no, yeah, he wanted to buy out their property to to like make a i guess like a rental home or something yes. yeah some something weird some. Something- stupid but and he gets back and like the dad is like so sure (laughs) that this is gonna work out he's like yeah i'm gonna have to hold off on that cecil because i think i'm going to have plenty of money and it's like (laughs) okay (laughs) like like, why did you why did you not tell him before he made all the paperwork like i was almost like on cecil's side at first because i'm like dude, you're just going to cancel on him like
0: right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. But I I think one of the only funny things about the movie, they're actually legitimately funny uh, that they did on purpose is, uh, is that apparently Cecil has a bunch of businesses. They made a bunch of shitty commercials. Yeah. Those are pretty funny. (laughs) It's a commercial for like a beef jerky company he has. And like some type of fishing or like, company he has or something like that. I don't know. Those, those are pretty funny, but, um, yeah, he's, he's ready to ruin his brother so he can get his property to do evil things and evil, whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And the the other thing is, is that he gets the
1: thing from his, like, so the next part is, is that they're out there, they're playing nerf guns in bed and some shit. And they
0: literally are. He has a, a yeah, they really are.
1: And, um, then Cecil gets his uh, stepson named Dude, who's like a deadhead. Like, a, if you don't know what that is, it's a huge Grateful Dead fan. Which is, you know, it's not like Grateful Dead's bad. Like, they have good stuff, but I never really understood, like, the weird, like, outlandish dedication right, to Right,
0: absolutely. I agree.
1: Yeah, like, they're good. They have good songs, but... I don't know, but as I was saying, so he's a deadhead, and he's high all the time.
0: Yeah, he's he's totally like stoner dude, like fucking uh, stereotype.
1: Yeah, and he, I forget what what he does. He offers to, like the guys, like, oh, I want, uh, hey, stepdad, give me money to go hang out on the weekend. He's like, well, I'll give you money if you fucking go over there with me and help me catch whatever this thing is. <laughs> so they catch it while they're playing with Nerf guns, bring it back to the fucking house.
0: Also, now, now we can go into a little detail because that, before that happened, we do see uh, the Munchie. <laughs> it pops out the bag just randomly. <laughs> and how would you describe it? It is like,
1: uh, God, what were those? Oh, that's what they were. Do you remember those toys they used to have at KB's from, uh, they had a, a short-lived video game series, Primal Rage? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the weird red-headed velociraptor thing shoved on like a, a Ewok's body, or a a Jawa's body.
0: Right. They look terrible, aka. <laughs> also, do we do we talk about how? Because um, I just, I'm, I'm actually just uh, jogging my memories. This has been a few weeks, uh, so you watch it. I'm kind of just surfing through, like the movie, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, just to get some things. We forgot to, to introduce uh, uh, Eddie. Oh yeah, yeah. When, yeah. They, when they're driving, when they're driving to the house uh, from the airport. Um, Cindy is speeding and Eddie, who is the, the deputy deputy sheriff, um, in the town. Cause his dad, as we soon find out is the sheriff in the, in the town, but he is at a riot, um, riot control meeting. Yeah. Yeah. He's at a riot control convention. Yeah. That, uh, he pulls them over and he's flirting with Cindy in front of her boyfriend and everything else. But like Eddie is a complete fucking loser. That's the with this yeah. movie. Like everybody's a fucking loser in the movie.
1: That is true. Like there's no one that's cool in this Not movie. one
0: fucking person. Maybe the munchies, the munchies are the closest thing to cool. You get, I guess, but they suck. <laughs>
1: they- yeah, they do suck.
0: But yeah, he pulls them over and, and, uh, they're easily able to talk him out of getting a ticket. And yeah, that's whenever they get back to the house and all this shit happens. Um, so don't fucking a. <laughs> what? So what happens? Um, well, they
1: capture yeah, but, but the does, thing.
0: Like, are they just in the room whenever they do it? Or are they?
1: No, he's gone into the kitchen because he's got the munchies. Yeah, right. And they mentioned that when he was eating in the bag, they were like, Oh, there's a little munchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're fucking, he's like, I'm going to go to the kitchen and get something to eat. Ironically, that's exactly where Cecil and dude end up. (laughs) And they're just watching him destroy the kitchen and trying to catch him. (laughs) And eventually, after a lot of fucking up, they catch him and, you know, they're upstairs just like, hey, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. "Eh." Anyways,
0: (laughs) pew, pew, pew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I don't know. There's not a lot of good to say about this scene. (laughs) So they they capture him. They go back to their house (laughs) and. While they're at their house, um, he goes up to his, uh, to dude, his stepson, and says, hey, I got to go do some shit, getting ready for this big uh, event, opening up uh, uh, a golf course, a mini golf course for the town, and... Yeah, so he goes to do that, and dude is left in charge <laughs> with the munchie. Dude literally does nothing and just kind of sits there and talks shit about the munchie while trying to listen to his Grateful Dead records. <laughs> then eventually, the munchie's like, hey, fuck this. And they start having like this really dumb fight. And dude ends up like trying, like (laughs) shooting up the kitchen, and then he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take this knife and I'm gonna cut this munchie up into a bunch of shit. And he starts cutting it up, and then it just turns into like five more munchies that have a full vocabulary for some reason. Now instead of just, oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, super super silly stuff happens, like um, like the munchie. Surfing around on a record and hiding on a on a pool table and and uh, throwing things at a dude. And dude gets a shotgun, but misses him. And I don't know that that he fucking stabs him. Fucking the munchie stabs dude in the fucking leg with a. Uh,
1: well, yeah, I they killed that. dude. So. <laughs> So uh Cecil gets back with his wife. Oh, that's what he was doing. It wasn't getting ready for the golf thing. He's picking up his wife. Everybody's coming from the airport. Everyone's yeah. traveling. Um, so they get back, they find dude dead, and He's everything. traveling. He's dude who's
0: traveling up. to hell.
1: Yeah. And um gosh, what happens after
0: that? <laughs> yeah, his,
1: his- Oh, so the munchies get away after that. So the munchies, this is the the beginning of the shenanigans <laughs> where the munchies start fucking around. Um, so the munchies end up, uh, they, they steal a car. Yes. <laughs> uh, they have a fight with an old lady and shoot out her tires. Which, which the
0: car is a gremlin. That's the that's the model of car. Fuck. The model of car is a uh, <laughs> AMC a Gremlin, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> and, and
0: and Christ. the uh, the the license plate says "Oh Gizmo" on it. So, yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. And um, yeah, so they have this fight with this lady. They that, that didn't uh, happen before. They, have- they uh,
0: are 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 two main characters uh realize finally after they're done um i don't know if they were having sex they've just been telling each other jokes (laughs)
1: really really bad ones
0: Uh, oh they're like oh shit the one job we had uh we fucked up because the fucking creature's missing they go outside and uh all those munchies are on the roof of the house with the gun that they took from dude and they start shooting at (laughs) they start shooting at paul and cindy
1: yeah that's right and eventually paul and cindy get pulled over by eddie (laughs) and eddie's like oh you're speeding oh you're speeding and it's like you didn't see like that other car shooting people up and stuff like that so he's like oh uh it's it's communists communists or we're we're actually working for the fbi and eddie's like yeah i'm a fucking idiot sure i'll go for that and <laughs> so they send him out to go do research on that
0: and also as, as i'm scrubbing this the other part god damn there's so many things i forgot about it where, where cindy distracts the munchies by doing a strip tease for him.
1: yeah that's right oh god <laughs>
0: And they're all fucking turned on and, uh, and, and and Paul puts a fucking trash can over them with, knowing they have a shotgun so they just blow the fucking trash can off of them with the shotgun <laughs> and that's when they steal the car and drive off and the stuff with Eddie happens and also when they're terrorizing that random old lady uh, also all the munchies have different voices, they all have different personalities uh, one sounds like Dr. <laughs> Claw from
1: yeah <sighs> Hey, bro, I smell ice cream.
0: <laughs> and then also, let's let's make this completely well-known that these are the shittiest-looking puppets.
1: <laughs> yeah, they look terrible. This
0: is by far the worst-looking puppets out of any of these fucking, like, mini-monster movies that are ripping off gremlins. I mean, they don't even try to make them look fully animated or anything like that. They literally look like dolls. Um, they're yeah. around. They have very little... Um, points of articulation or uh, ways that their face can move. They're, they they look awful in every scene. <laughs> they look so fucking bad. Uh, but yeah, continue on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they they end up getting rid of Eddie and they start following the car again. And they find it parked out near uh, a lake where the munchies have seen two girls swimming and we're like hey baby hey I'm a munchie let me munchie on your muff." like oh baby and they all get out of the fucking car and start saying a bunch of stupid shit and jumping in the water and swimming after (laughs) him and then they come and I forget what they do to make them leave they're just like hey we're here to capture you and they're like uh oh we better run away and they go into the sewer drain (laughs) and then they come out of the sewer drain and they go, Hey bro, I smell ice cream. Which is the line of the movie. Which is the best line of the movie. Which leads them to a a family ice cream shop owned by Robert Picardo.
0: Robert Picardo.
1: And the weird part about the ice cream shop family is that they always wear their uniforms wherever yeah, we they see go see later
0: on as well, whenever they aren't at work and they also have their fucking ice cream outfits. Cause God forbid the audience may not understand that this is the same family from earlier that had the ice cream shop. So we need a you need to know that they have the ice cream shop. <laughs> yeah.
1: You need to know that. It's important.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah they all they start fucking up the shop they, they bite robert picardo who um you know he has all kinds of silly shenanigans about passing out because of blood loss or not passing out it's all very very funny this whole movie's very 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 funny oh man whoever ET, wrote this ET moment in it
1: oh god i forgot about that shit yeah honestly uh... Like, the, the so you know like, what we're so gonna the do? Kid,
0: the kid is playing outside. Their son is playing outside. The munchies are like, Hey, we're munchies. And he's
1: like, Ah so the, the
0: the kid goes to touch him goes to touch with the munchies and his little claw is going towards the kid's finger, and it looks like the finger touching shot of E. T. which gets immediately interrupted by Robert Picardo with a shotgun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then they end up shooting Robert. They McCarty. shoot or they bite him. Or yeah, stab him. Maybe the they stab him.
0: Eh, it's, it's one of the two. So, and this whole time, Cecil and his his wife are driving around.
1: Making hilarious oh, it's jokes. It's so
0: funny. Everything is so funny about this movie. I mean, at one part, they break down because they had to change a tire. And it's so funny because you, you think Cecil's going to do it, right? But No. That the wife does it isn't isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. So
1: so here's what we're gonna do because I'm looking at the time and I'm also thinking there is so much random bullshit that happens. We're going to move past those because the rest of the movie is a compilation of scenes like that until we get to the mini yeah, golf. There's course. a part
0: where they're like pirate fighting. Where the fuck are they? Is that a, a lake?
1: The mini golf course. That's oh, at the mini just golf. Just earlier course. in the day? Yeah, they were out or there early before it opened in the grand opening was yeah, that night.
0: They're being very silly and they all have Yeah, they're so they funny. Just the funniest. They're just they're overflowing with personality. <laughs> they smell ice cream. Hey bro, I smell ice cream. Big Ed is back. In SWAT gear. In SWAT gear
1: from his Riot Gear convention. And so, yeah, here we are. We're at the... uh, Fuck that (laughs) other shit. We're here. We're at the golf course. Or the mini putt-putt or whatever. And they are... I'll I'll be honest. I was like really excited to talk about this movie, and as we're talking about it, I'm like, no, we got to get through this because we're gonna have like a two hour episode about a, just random scenes and <laughs> the movie. Best part, though,
0: give the audience what they want. Yeah. <laughs> talk about all the funny shenanigans from the munchies, Blaze. All the funny, all the funny, funny shenanigans that those little puppets do. So yes, we're in. We're at the mini golf course thing.
1: Cecil is having like a a opening of the golf course named after his wife. Um, I can't remember his wife's name. (laughs) I can't. Mitzi, Mitzi maybe. Oh,
0: Melvis. Her name is Uh, Melvis,
1: isn't it? Oh, Melvis. Melvis Melvisland. Yeah, because it's called Melvisland. And um, so they're doing the the opening. Fuck Melvis. Yeah. Uh, The. The ice cream family is there decked out in their ice cream decor.
0: Uh,
1: Paul Paul and Cindy... (laughs) Yeah, Paul and Cindy see uh, that the munchies have gotten in there somehow. And then it leads to a really dumb subplot uh, where they're trying to find the munchies around the park. And Cindy ends up falling down into this shaft and that shaft takes her to find out that Cecil's been hiding toxic waste and fucking up the town and spilling toxic waste for all these companies he opens and bullshit. And now the fucking munchies are down there and they're chasing Cindy and then they're chasing Paul and then, Big Ed and Cecil and Melvis are all in an elevator that stops because the ele- the munchies shut it down. And oh boy, new subplot: Big Ed and Melvis actually are cheating on Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and the and Melvis is cheating on Cecil with the munchies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so now the munchies are running in the weirdest fucking fashion at a group that looks like a swarm of little. Be- dumb bees and they're chasing cindy and cindy locks herself in a room and then paul uh notices that one of them uh gets caught in one of the breaker boxes and it turns him into a statue so he's like oh my god electricity that's the way we get rid of him so he it was it like a a, a exposed cable he took out Mm -hmm. right yeah, and then he starts whipping around, turning them all into statues. The dad gets back. They're like, "Oh, he turned into a statue," and he's like, "Oh no, like that's all my money's gonna be gone." And then the guy he brought with him he's to see the alien the great is like
0: Paul Bartel.
1: yeah, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I've actually been dying." uh to find this extremely rare statue i'll give you more for that than evidence of an alien he's like ah, oh, that's so great woo! and then he drives off in a lightning strikes the statue in the back of this dude's truck
0: like who would say that where it's like yeah you found this artifact i'm gonna give you more money for this artifact than if you would have brought me proof of another life form other than <laughs> other than something on earth like an extraterrestrial life form you brought me i'm gonna give you more money i assume
1: it's for resale value i assume it's for resale value
0: uh what about that what about that part where they're fucking up that video store remember that
1: i don't remember that at all because you're like that's
0: a pretty cool poster because they had a uh, poster for uh or they had a cutout like a standee cutout for um clint eastwood's pal rider you're like that's a fucking cool that's a cool stand-up and then they start fucking up videotapes, and a piece of you died inside. <laughs> I think you just yeah, push it out like of your mind. Cheese. So many good oh, shenanigans in this movie. Oh, yeah. So,
1: Speaking of which, though, I have a. This will be a, a break from our regular programming.
0: Do you have a munchie? No. Ba doing. Oh, man, you got Anthropophagus on. Is that tape or DVD? No, That's holy tape shit. Boy. How did you find Anthropophagus on tape? That's awesome.
1: Uh, uh It's a new bootleg oh, company. Cool. Of course.
0: <laughs> anthropophagus.
1: Yeah, but the reason I found it is because they also have a bootleg of munchies. Anthro-
0: <laughs> anthropophagus, uh, which is also the first movie that Joe Bob reviewed as the uh, Joe Bob character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He has a long history with the Anthropophagus. Uh,
1: so I got that on tape, and I got an original Santa Sangria uh, on nice. tape as I well. I love Sangria.
0: <laughs> Shut up. But yeah. Um, Very refreshing. I mean, just scrubbing through this film like I am, like the whole time I've been talking about it because I forgot so much about it, is I've, I have the Tubi up right now, so I've been kind of like just fast-forwarding and seeing like the pictures on the bottom just to reach my memory. <laughs> there are so many funny parts in this movie. Remember whenever they go to the hamburger restaurant? Dude, no, I don't. <laughs> There's midgets working there?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah! I, I be, I, sorry, I'm was- little
0: people. <laughs> Or just people. They're smaller. Vertically challenged people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did, I did totally forget about that. The Munches go
0: to a burger restaurant that Cecil owns. Or no, Cecil doesn't own it. He just wants burgers. And uh, No, he does own he it. own it?
1: yeah he uh, does own it because it's melvis burgers
0: but, oh it is melvis burgers but he also just wants burgers and
1: he has he has a commercial but the for munchies are already
0: one of their fucked it all up but yeah the, the workers there are, are all are all little people
1: yeah i didn't really get the point of that because but. it's
0: funny blaze little people are hilarious right little people isn't that funny mm-hmm. isn't that funny just like, just like in the '90s, whenever it was like super funny, if you had little people or people that were like overweight, and you said a joke about them, wasn't that so funny?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like looking back at movies like Shallow House. Oh, <laughs> like, I just rewatched
0: uh, the Wedding Singer the other day. <laughs> There's some of that old like Adam Sandler humor in it where. You- yeah also
1: didn't age well
0: it's just around that time he still does it also like you watch like shit like fucking grown-ups and stuff like that where it's like this weird punch down humor it's just like punch down humor just it never really worked but we just kind of accepted it (laughs) more in the 90s we're just like hey look isn't this this guy's funny because he's fat isn't that funny isn't that so fucking funny not really yeah it's like look at this person they're ugly (laughs) isn't that funny (laughs) like no no not really it's just uh, some of the punched-down humor doesn't really age that well. So. No, it sure doesn't. So, would you recommend know. this Absolutely movie
1: Rocky? No, <laughs> no, no not no. In a million years. Oh, I'll tell no. you to
0: watch Munchies. Um, like even me and Blaze watching it, and I was hungover watching it, but even watching it like together, it's I was I was more pissed off more than anything watching the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it's just so
1: fucking stupid. Like it, it like it's. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just not
0: a good no, movie. It's uh, it's 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 the worst kind of Roger Corman film, where not only is it a rip off, but it's just not a good rip off. Like there's movies where he tried to ride the wave that are more entertaining. They just trying to rip off something else. For instance, Jurassic Park. He did Carnosaur, and Carnosaur has very little to do as far as plot goes, except that it's a dinosaur film. And he decided to get Diane Ladd, since Laura Dern was in Jurassic Park. Might as well get her, his her mom for 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 his movie. Other than that, that movie is complete shitty schlock, <laughs> but it's entertaining at least. I mean, at one point, Diane Ladd gives birth to a dinosaur. That's super fucking graphic. <laughs> Um, so i mean there's something like that this is the other end of the spectrum where it's like it's not even entertaining it's not even like funny it's just it's so hard to get through it's so fucking bad (laughs) it just makes you want to watch gremlins 2 (laughs) because gremlins 2 is you know really once gremlins 2 came out we've only declined as far as film goes (laughs) that was the pinnacle of film well, gremlins 2 happened <laughs> uh we just haven't been able to capture cinema ever again that magic That's in a bottle all. i mean after that scene with hulk hogan where i mean film film hit the pinnacle we never we could never go farther than the peak of cinema that is gremlins 2 so <laughs> yeah truth all right uh would you recommend it
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: Would you recommend Gremlins 2? Yeah, Gremlins 2 is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> all right, <Gremlins>. moving on. <laughs> Another curation of Blazes' cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. All right. What video game do we have today?
1: Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the one I had mentioned last time. Uh, we we're going to talk about Chilla's Art New Game, uh, which we've talked about a few of his games on this channel. Uh, and uh, he does mainly these uh, Japanese folktale and lore kind of uh, short games. And uh, most of the time, pretty scary. But this one is. Uh, it is actually uh, the gra- probably the best graphically and that's kind of why I, I got that with Fears to fathom and I was both these recent ones they have done have both been like the best graphically so far. And I would say um, I would say Chilla's art uh, this one is even better than the new Fears to fathom uh, graphics wise. It is called the karaoke. And at first I was like, oh, I wonder if this is funny. But then I forget that like karaoke is not like that in Japan. That's not like the U.S. where they have karaoke, where it's some like really drunk redneck dude singing System of a Down or something (laughs) like it's it's like it's a big deal to them like that's like something they like that that's like a common like hey we're all gonna go out to dinner and or, we're all gonna go out and bowl or something yeah, you like, like karaoke
0: that karaoke bars like, you one, you a yeah it's
1: karaoke bars which you know fuck that that sounds huh. horrible um yeah so uh, you play as this young girl and her friend um, you're at the Uh, the gym at their school playing basketball and they're like okay i think we're done practicing for today like let's head out and the coach comes in and says hey uh you guys need to leave but i need uh but i need one of you to stay and help me like fix this shit up and your friends like yeah that's fine you go ahead and go over to the karaoke bar and i'll meet you there go get our room ready and shit so uh you ride your bike over to the karaoke bar it's pretty creepy little town um and when you finally make it there they're like yeah okay we'll set you up with a room you know it's really dark kind of dingy there's nobody really around and they're like it kind of gives you these like different little things you need to do like oh you know you're waiting on your friend. You might as well get you guys uh, some drinks from the drink bar and get some, like, food ordered to your room. So as you're walking down the hallway, though, you bump into this, like, very, very, like, tall, awkward-looking man. And he just kind of sits there and smiles in the hallway. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to keep moving. And he runs off, and you don't see where. Um, so you go in. To your karaoke room and there's a little mini game where you get to like uh it's like ddr but for karaoke and it doesn't work well at all but it's fun to play <laughs> and it doesn't keep track of your score because i know i was doing really good of course
0: but. you got the the voice of a baby angel
1: <laughs> well i mean by by the uh, i mean if you mean voice by clicking w and a over and over again sure <laughs> but, oh okay then yeah i do <laughs> um and while you're doing it, that same dude ends up busting into the karaoke room and just stares at you. And you're like, what the fuck? And then he just turns around and leaves. And then all of a sudden you get a call from your friend saying like help, 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 help. <laughs> like I you know, you're like, Oh fuck, some something happened to her. Like now shit's going down. And it's like, okay, well, all the power went off. Now you need to go out and explore and see if you can go hold your friend. you go out, you find that a giant semi is now parked in front of the doors to get out. So you can't open the doors anymore. Yeah. And uh, you end up seeing uh, the ghostly visage of your friend uh, covered in blood uh, saying that they, uh, you didn't help them and, (laughs) uh, you end up getting a text message from your friend later on saying like, this is the person who kidnapped me. And you're like, ah, fuck. So the rest of the game is kind of just, uh, there's some stealth to it, which is new for those games. Like chill art's never really done like stealth or mini games or anything like that. So this is kind of interesting to have both those in there. I'm not going to give away the ending because there is kind of like supposed to be a twist ending. And, uh, But graphics-wise and playability-wise, I would say it's one of his best or their best. I don't know. like, You know, I I don't know. Their best, whoever. But uh, it could be... uh, I would definitely say it's one of his best. Why do I say his again? (laughs) Their best. I don't know who the fuck Chilazard is. But yeah, it's like $4. It's pretty good graphics. It's a good amount... Uh, it's a good length game i'd say like you know for something of this quality four dollars is not bad for like an hour and a half of gameplay
0: okay so yeah i would definitely recommend yeah. it um uh, cool uh speaking of which if you have playstation plus <laughs> this month evil dead the game is free <laughs> on playstation 4 and playstation 5 i downloaded. It, i haven't played it uh, yet yeah so since you know us yeah that, i need like, to do need that to play it so we could talk about it and now i even have it i still haven't fucking played it so <laughs> maybe we'll talk about next week uh because i'm playing of it. maybe let's not get fucking crazy uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right that brings us to our next segment yeah a uh excuse me another entry into mythology, biology. So do we have a little monsters in our mythology this week? We sure do. And this
1: time we're moving from the UK and going all the way to Korea. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the. Uh, B Do-ka-bi or, Do-ka-bi or Do-ka-bi. Dokkaebi, or Dokkaebi, D-O-K-K-A-E-B-I. Okay. So, uh, they're Korean goblins that uh, come in uh, a lot of different shapes and sizes. Uh, they are created when a discarded household item, such as a broom or wooden spoon, gains a spirit and becomes animate. So... Uh, they're said to be ugly and troll-like in appearance, and many have just one leg. Uh, their main uh, problems are that they're tricksters, and they enjoy taunting the people they're haunting. So, uh, they have powers of persuasion to convince people to carry out pointless tasks, uh, such as uh, wrestling all night long or watching munchies twice. Um <laughs> And they can also shapeshift, and it tells them that uh, they uh, like to shapeshift into beautiful women and seduce men. <laughs> and in right, uh, right as the the men put it in, they turn into a little troll goblin. Go, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> So another really weird thing about these little fellas. That wasn't weird enough. (laughs) Yeah. They carry a magic club. And with the club, it allows them to summon any object that they like. But whenever they summon it, it disappears from somebody's house. So when something goes missing in somebody's house, they'll be like, fuck
0: goodbye, and them and them fucking their victims and taking my glasses i can't find my glasses
1: yeah uh they are considered nature deities but they are not um where is it so they are considered different from uh ghosts which are called uh guishin in korean uh in the fact that they're not formed from the death of a human being but rather spiritual possession of an inanimate object. So such as old discarded tools, uh, brooms or objects tainted with blood. So uh, it's kind of, they, they consider, I guess it's like the spirit of, that's what I'm having trouble deciphering here. Is it, is it the spirit of a person possessing the object or is it just the spirit of something like possessing an object, like right. They're also considered nature deities, so I'm not sure on that. Um, they are considered uh, mainly harmless, unless you uh, consider rape, <laughs> 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 which seems pretty harmful. <laughs> but uh, they—they're like ah, oh, they're harmless, and it's like oh. You'd be their seducing people and literally pulling a Revenge of the Nerds on them. <laughs> like, that's not cool.
0: Yeah, they're, they're harmless, except they'll, they'll trick you into having sex with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so their origins come from uh, their earliest known documentation is in the Sila era tale uh, Lady Doha and Bachelor Beyond. Uh, Young uh, from the memorabilia of the Three Kingdoms, compiled during the Goryeo period, um, and they are featured in many folk tales throughout Korea. So, yeah, goodbye. Okay, I thought they were interesting. What a trickster! He just.
0: It, Sure, they're, they're just they're super trickstery. But I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're, they fucking
1: change it in, back into a troll when you're having sex with. Them. They're like, "Ha ah, 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 yeah, They're, they're tricksters you're Like, oh god, no! Right. It is
0: Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate. That yeah, movie.
1: Revenge of the Nerds, a movie where that guy rapes someone
0: yeah, and they make a hero, your hero, your hero, sexually assaults a woman. Um, I've I've never liked that movie because of that. <laughs> That movie yeah. always bother me because of that scene. Um, but yeah, they're 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 little creatures are also sex criminals, just like the munchies. So they sure are.
1: That's kind of why I felt. And the other thing is, is that they have a little statues of them, like on like walls and different things, and they kind of look similar to the little statues the munchies turn into. Yeah. So I was like, what is that? And that's kind. I was like, oh shit, this is perfect.
0: Yeah, that really works out. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples and another entry into mini monster mania. <laughs> yeah. A little theme. <laughs> so, uh, next, next episode, we're going to be talking about hobgoblins. We skipped over critters. We'll go back to critters. We're going to do hobgoblins. Um, and, uh, and then after that, we'll do the last two, of course, as we continue on with the mania that is of the mini monsters. <laughs> Correct. Um, the Gremlin ripoff strikes back. So in the meantime, if you want to reach us, you can on the email. BladeApplesPod at gmail.com. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, how you feel about you know little creatures uh, tricking you into having sex with them. Are you a sociopath who likes weddings and wants to explain why? Yeah. do you, Do you want to watch? Uh, do you want to watch a wedding on TV? You know that this also thing I was going to bring up about the wedding thing is like how people record their weddings. It's like it has to be just for personal use. Like it's not like you're going to be showing, like, <laughs> like having people come over. Yeah. Well, here's my thing: is like, in what
1: form is like. I'm just confused as to why
0: you record a wedding. Like, are you going to go back and watch that? I've never seen anybody go back and rewatch a wedding unless it's, it's in movies whenever their spouse died.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, that was- I mean, maybe that's what it's for. They're like, Oh, you're dead. So I'm going to make myself feel way worse. It's like, like- oh,
0: you're dead. So now I'm going to watch our wedding video. So it, it drives me to go and get revenge on the people that killed you. <laughs> puts me in a real death wish scenario because that's what happens with wedding videos. It drives people to go and and act vigilante justice on the streets. (laughs) Sometimes watching, I mean, listen, watching a wedding makes me want to kill somebody. So I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I don't know what sociopath is going to get it. It's like, hey, we're going to have the whole family come over. We're going to watch my wedding video. Remember how we made you sit through it last time? Well, guess what? (laughs) We're going to watch it again. If yeah, except wanted, this time you're not getting snacks. If you ever want <laughs> to see somebody do a round robin mutiny, that would be the one right then. <laughs> Just everybody stabbing that guy to death. <laughs> Done. Um, but yeah, you can reach us in the email to tell us how much you hate weddings. You can also reach us on the Instagram at Belated Apples Podcast. Thanks to Stephan Mize for doing our art. Check him out on Instagram at Stephan Mize or at uh, Crawling Panther Tattoo. Um, awesome guy, S T E F A N M E I S E. Um, or maybe it's S S E, I think it's S E, though. It'll pop up. Um, and thanks to Blaze for editing everything and being an awesome co host. Thank you, welcome. All right, thank you so much. Any, any, any final thoughts? Don't watch Munchies. <laughs> don't watch weddings don't watch watch a munchie wedding
1: shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god
1: now I need to see that like the munchies watching Paul and Cindy get married and they're like oh no it's the munchies hey bro I smell
0: wedding cake (laughs) I smell wedding cake (laughs) it's so fucking bad I don't don't think we properly like got the point across about how bad this movie is.
1: Like, no, uh, you can watch it on uh Tubi. Yeah. So go ahead, hop on Tubi, watch it, and tell us how right we were. Yeah, and no how much you time you yeah. wasted.
0: There's no way. Yeah, if you say that, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> yep, it's true. You're either a liar or you're Roger Corman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a fucking one the
1: two? Yeah. And if you're Roger Corman. Come on the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bring your 90-year-old house on the show. We'll interview you. You ain't got that much time left. Let's go. Get that, get that leathery skin over here. <laughs> hey, he's in pretty good shape for being as 90. No, he really is. He really he's is. Been a, I think he's been a vegetarian for a long time. He eats well, takes care of himself. And that's why you keep making uh, munchies sequels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, remember every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.